you may have heard that a psychedelic ceremony provides healing and epic transformation like a decade's worth of talk therapy. What you may not have heard is that it's not the ceremony itself that radically changes your life. It's the integration of the experience. Psychedelic integration leverages the breakthroughs, insights, and clarity from ceremony towards deep healing, supreme ownership of your authentic self, and an opportunity to not just create the reality of your dreams and live on purpose, but to help others do the same. I'm Cherie Godesai, your rebel psychedelic therapist, a pioneering integration coach, and a consciousness activator. I'm also a woman with humble roots that completely transformed her life through psychedelic integration. I help people like us create our most epic and psyched lifestyle and a better world through integrating plant medicine and psychedelic experiences. Tune into today's episode to turn your day into an epic ceremony. This is the Psyched Soul Podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode. I am recording it in November 2023. We are just over a month into uh, what may be one of the greatest conflicts that we are experiencing as a collective in this century. And today's conversation is centered around how life happens through conflict and peak transformation. When we review historic events, we oftentimes wonder how people lived through those times that can seem to us, in hindsight, as insanely difficult, if not impossible, to navigate. How have people and communities survived events such as the Holocaust, slavery and civil war, Hiroshima, or working in the World Trade Center on that September 11th day. The world and the collective were never the same after these events. And picking up the pieces and rebuilding a new and different kind of temporary normal, humans have made it through. Somehow we have made it through. And new eras were no doubt catalyzed. Now, this is not unlike when we reflect on profound psychedelic journeys in our integration process and tap into that multidimensional experience that again, in hindsight may seem as an improbable occurrence, but in real time, when we were just making our way through that deep space, somehow it made sense. Now for the past month, the world has been polarized following a rude awakening that has shattered one of the greatest universal illusions that humanity has been sheltered under. We have become complacent of evils and were jolted to alert and our values were put into trial. The intensity of this awakening, which I view as a collective ego death, is dependent on each individual's heart proximity to this illusion. The reaction that we have to this event is dictated by the communal and ancestral trauma and its degree of transmutation to date. The possibility and depth of healing 
are guided by our capacity for cool discernment in this instant. What is basically the quickest path towards peace? Is it justice or is it forgiveness? And the potential for light power transformation that is always held in our field is to the degree in which we are able to be on the moving energy and less in it, meaning how are we able to witness and manage this transformation, this process? Or if we can't, then we are going to be taken on a ride. What happens between the inner experiential and the outer observational existence? For me, there has been, and this, you know, again, this past month, a volatile oscillation between this inner experiential, again, being in it, viewpoint, and the outer observational on it type of existence. So I'm talking about what does moment to moment through monumental paradigm reprogramming transformation, what does the moment to moment actually look like? So here's what it looked like for me in uh, this past month or so of this global conflict. So for me, it was all about check-ins with family and friends that are actively coping with war. And when I say active, I mean active is in helping, for example, my mother who lives in Israel. I'm helping her through anxiety that's uh, developed partially by running into a bomb shelter multiple times a day. She's frightened by the constant ongoing bomb explosion sounds, rockets exploding over their buildings, including even a rocket that fell in my parents' driveway and and only damaged their car, luckily. So I'm helping my family manage stuff like that. I've definitely been circling through sleepless nights, just scrolling, obsessively scrolling news media outlets, processing devastations that really no human should as much as fathom. And again, I'm only reading about them across the world while I'm, you know, situated in Costa Rica and still like literally not able to sleep. My heart skips a beat for each and every openly, proudly, violently anti-Semitic act that is currently spreading across the globe in multiple countries. Literally, it's making me nauseous, sick to my stomach. You know, those are very easily found online, just depending on the level of your interest. There are multiple reports coming in every single day, people being violated, abused, raged against, murdered. So many countries in the world literally placing signs on their storefronts, not allowing Jewish people inside their stores. So if this doesn't remind you of, of a previous event in history, then I don't know what will. But, you know, being a Jew, this is something that I'm definitely contending with myself. Also, my heart breaks over and over and over again with every thought, babies, children, women, mothers, grandmothers, men, every single person, every single innocent person that is uh, suffering their way through war particularly abducted babies that are trapped in underground tunnels. Some of them are without their mothers. Some of them, their mothers have been murdered. Their entire families have been murdered and they are being held hostage by terrorists and underground tunnels in a war zone. I'm also contending with shaking, shaking disappointment from the silence. Oh, the silence. Oh, the utter ignorance 
of the consciously inclined community. It has been very disappointing to just witness the silence. I'm kind of seeing it as visionary landscaping that's concealing, again, in my point of view, plain old, good old spiritual bypassing. People are either not wanting to contend with this reality, pretending that it doesn't exist, Maybe sometimes don't know what to say, don't want to, or are afraid, which that part I can understand, afraid of sharing their voice and opinion. But definitely, I feel like there has been silence from a lot of spiritual and psychedelic leaders just ignoring the situation, which I just feel is very disjointed, dissociated from the psychedelic renaissance, if you will. I'm also experiencing bouts of gratitude for living in the gentle land of Costa Rica. I live in the jungle. This is a pacifist country that doesn't even have a military. So it feels very safe here, thank goodness, still. And even though with this level of safety, you know, again, as a Jew, I've definitely had thoughts. And again, sometimes like jolted sleepless nights, jolting out of my sleep, the traumatized thought that there may be someone coming to my door to kill me. Okay, this is just, again, just the, the Jewish psyche right now, because this has happened in Israel last month for hundreds of families that were slaughtered. So that's happening. And then also, you know, kind of non secature, but I was always also hor- horrendously sick with what I believe was dengue fever. Again, tropical weather. I'm also dealing with a moldy house in the middle of rainy season here and it's so humid and moldy means to me I'm learning that I literally cannot breathe so I've had some health issues I'm dealing with I'm also baking tears and prayers into bread I'm practicing more ritual and really sending prayers out to the world also I had a wonderful opportunity when our community here in Costa Rica our Jewish community gathered one night and I decided to bring my guitar and some song booklets and my drum and spontaneously lead the community in song and dance to a point where one of the ladies literally got on the coffee table and danced and danced so that was super fun I'm also navigating divorce I'm also keeping up with the usual work home life obligations etc and of course uh, navigating being a mother to my five-year-old you know with that literally every single night I am murmuring (laughs) that's the word murmuring murmuring just an awe and wonder and gratitude and humility holding in my mind and my heart the notion that my daughter gets to sleep sweet in a cozy bed safely and that I get to watch her and hold her at this time. And that one alone, when you think about it, with the situation that is happening in the world where literally getting to look at my daughter sleeping sweetly in her bed, in my bed actually, but at home, sheltered just the fact that I'm feeling so extremely privileged so extremely privileged that my daughter my child is sleeping at home in bed just this one alone will fuck with you if you have a heart our world is in a fucked up place if we have to give gratitude for the privilege that our children are sleeping at home in bed so this is just um, a collage of the moments moment-to-moment plays that just comprise my life in the past month or so. 
the world in some ways is falling apart and life still happens. Life still happens. And, you know, what's even more crazy is amidst this, like this global craziness, (laughs) I somehow managed a momentary escape to the amazing, amazing, amazing and lively Ciudad de Mexico, Mexico City with my baby girl. We went on our first international exploration trip together to a place where we've never, both of us have never been. And it was so fun. We explored and we indulged and we shopped and we hunted for the best tacos in the world and we found them and we played. Literally, it felt like we were playing our way through a rich history lesson in an equally, what seemed to me, an, a city of 24 million people that is equally indigenous and cosmopolitan. It was such a beautiful, balanced mix of history and modernism. And what was really interesting is that the stories of wanting to learn about the sites myself and also share with Myla, my girl, you know, what are we looking at? What is this place? What is this church? Oh, apparently this church was built upon the ruins of one of the most ancient indigenous sites and holiest sites in the world back at the time. We read about stories of conquest and occupation and enforcement of religious law and resistance. Just it was such a powerful reminder that these stories are weaved through nearly each and every single country and culture on the planet, as do healing and rebuilding and recreating. Perhaps it's a mechanism of global evolution an accelerated and a necessary transition towards another era. Again, when we go through destruction and creation, occupation and freedom, we're going through this. So, so from our little, you know, POV, what, what the hell do we know? Are we even aware of the bigger story that we are living through right now? We, as humans, we come and go. And somehow, somehow, as humans come and go, Somehow humanity at large lives on and only the land itself remains to share these tales with those who listen. Nature is in harmony and nature will always remain so despite our efforts to rebel against it, to destroy it. And if change is bigger than us and is ultimately inevitable, if destruction is ultimately inevitable, Again, this part of the natural cycle, the world is going through some type of a death right now. We're going through a death for a rebirth. We are going through a death for a rebirth. So if death is inevitable, why do we hold on and insist on suffering through this change? Okay, why are we resisting and fighting and becoming enraged And becoming violent towards ourselves and others. As again, there is a huge conflict. The Middle East pertains to all of us, whether we are, you know, related to the land or not. It does because this conflict, I mean, it does because Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East. And, you know, I'm not a political expert by any means. I don't really understand the strategy. I, you know, and to be fair, like there's a, there are a lot of pieces in this thousands of thousands of years of history that I am probably not aware of because I'm not a historian. And yet I do possess an understanding 
that there is some type of global political strategy for the fact that Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East among, I don't, I don't remember the exact number of non-democratic Arab nations. And I understand that there is some type of a global security issue happening. Again, I don't know the details, but this is just the way that I understand things. And there is change happening in that particular region. And somehow we are resisting this change. We're resisting it and we're so enraged to a point that we don't care if we perpetuate violence towards others, even though we are, you know, maybe like at a, a different country. On the other side of the world, we're seeing all these violent events happening as a response to what is happening in the Middle East. And, you know, there are also a literal, literal attempts to cover up parts of the truth. Why are we attempting to cover up parts of the truth? Why are we attempting to erase reality as if it never existed? Why do we have this inclination to run towards some type of a resolution without paying some respect to the pain? Now, here's what I'm getting at here, because the the broader thing of what I'm trying to say is that life is conflict before it's harmony. And here's what I mean by that. You know, since the topic also of our podcast is psychedelic integration, which is harmony and balance between all dimensions of existence. So pain and conflict are inconvenient. Fair amount of the people on the planet are uh, not interested in pain not interested in con- a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people are not interested in conflict. It's inconvenient. It takes up time. And of course, many other resources, but pain and conflict are inconvenient. And yet they are here to teach us something. As far as I see, they are part of divine harmony. Pain and conflict are part of divine harmony and an integrated existence. And they are here to stay. The enormity of truth quote unquote, as a representation of all, all being the the entirety of the universe, the entirety of all spectrums of existence. Okay, so the enormity of truth as a representation of the all is very different from the fragments of our own subjective perception of what is true. Okay, there's a difference between truth as the all-encompassing reality to true, which is just subjective POVs, points of view, that each of us is fragments of the divine possess. But contending and holding the truth as the all, is it's a lot to contend with, okay? It's a lot more complicated and difficult to hold all the different spectrums and ideas of truth versus just one piece of what is true for you. To hold the enormity of truth as a representation of all means to also hold the pain of all and to not close our hearts to some portions of pain or representations of pain. To hold the enormity of truth as a representation of all means we need to remain aware of our unconscious prejudices and the ways that we are resisting nature including the ways that we resist change and the ways that we resist harmony. And then it also means, again, to hold the enormity of truth as a representation of all, means that we must make the choice to find forgiveness to the reality of what is, of what all of it is, and holding 
all the subjective points of view, again, all the different fragments of what is true as part of this ultimate truth and to find acceptance and forgiveness for all of that. And it's a big ask. Of course, it's a big ask to accept that the, this type of violence is part of reality. Who wants to accept that this is the planet that we live on? It's a big ask. And this may be exactly what we are being asked. I feel we are being asked to just really look at reality, all of reality, all the different facets of reality as it is without sugarcoating it, without resisting it, without being enraged at it, without reacting to it, without distorting it, without avoiding it, without attempting to change parts of it or avoid parts of it or erase parts of it. I feel like this is what we are being asked right now. And this is the call. And in our ability to honestly answer this call, again, can we accept this enormity of truth as a representation of all? In our ability to answer this call, we are. this is what we're going to meet, our human limitations, our inner conflicts, and our struggles. And again, this is exactly just like a psychedelic experience. Are we able to hold all these visions, all these insights, all these teachings, and remain still? And observant and not be in it, but be on it, be on it, be aware of it without projecting, without being enraged, without falling apart. Can our human limitations in this human body meet the enormity of truth and just be with it, just be with it? to hold and navigate through the entire field of the multidimensional psychedelic experience is an art. It's an art. So how can we hold the all and not lose our shit? <laughs> and this is basically, this is the topic of our conversation. With all the pain and uncertainty that is going on right now, in my heart of hearts, I'm convinced that this global conflict is a good thing. I'm convinced it is because conflict is the essence of our human experience. Our spirit clashes with the limitations of the earthly experience. That famous quote, we are spiritual beings undergoing a human experience. And our spirit, our infinite spirit clashes with the limitations of the body, with the limitations of time and space. And right in that nuke of struggle, Right in that cre in that crevice, there is creation. That tension breeds creation. That tension breeds a rebirth. And that's where we are born again. And that's where we evolve. And if so, then life is not about avoiding conflict. But it's about how we interface with it. It's about learning to interface with conflict and manage it, how to be on top of it, on top of the conflict, not in the conflict, how to be an observer of the conflict, not be a part of the conflict, not make it our own, not be involved with it, but to hold that bigger picture, that bigger story, 
point of view, like be there. We're going to be there. We're not going to avoid be there, but be on it. Hold both levels of awareness without reacting. Hold both dimensions of existence without reacting and without disintegrating. Raise your hand if psychedelic medicines have changed your life. Raise both hands if you are a cisgender female that wants to serve in the psychedelic renaissance as an integration coach, a healer, or a psychedelic therapist, but has no idea where and how to begin. Soul Sister, welcome home to the Psyched Souls Integration Coaching Certification Program for Visionary Women. Our best-selling six-month professional training and personal development program where you get to dive deep into your own integration practice way beyond meditation and journaling while getting certified as a high-caliber psychedelic integration coach and guide. In our iconic program, you do your work through an experiential, creativity-centered, and system-rebelling transformational vortex that is grounded in proven methods and expert-level technologies, preparing you to take root as a psychedelic leader in your community. You have full intention to participate in this revival, and we provide you with the know-how, with the tools, and with a full-body confidence to create it. So if you are a psychedelic-informed woman with a huge heart of service that is ready to get off the fence and unapologetically step out into the world offering psychedelic support. Stop playing small sister, take a leap into your soul-aligned, paradigm-shifting service career in the psychedelic revival and help spread more light consciousness in the world. Learn more and apply at psychedsoul.com training. Massive change is happening right now. And again, somehow we are living through it but we can decide how to navigate this change that's inevitable. Again, do you want to be in it and perpetuate more violence because you're so enraged at the perceived injustice? I'm saying perceived because this is all so subjective. And what is justice, right? Again, so subjective. How do we remain sane through monstrous transformation how do we remain on it without dismissing avoiding or erasing the truth for convenience now for us psyche knots okay this is the exact same way in which we move through ceremony the exact same skill set we can decide to hold the complex reality of transformation of change and navigate the multiple dimensions of existence we can decide to accept all of it as truth we can decide to see it that this is a reality and again our subjective point of view is one reality out of infinite realities so we can operate in this transformation, not just being in our reality, but just from again, being in a reality, but also being open to understanding there are so many other POVs, so many other realities. And by the way, deciding not to, deciding not to hold the complex all is also a choice. And that's fine. I mean, that's fine for you. If that's what you desire, if this is your limit, that's fine. But it's a choice. We are here in the business of of awareness 
and integration as opposed to splitting by being in a limited, constrained reality that ultimately, again, is just disjointed from, from the entire sphere of existence. So we can practice developing presence with it all. These are the skills that we can use in ceremony. And by the way, I teach all these different skills in uh, my course that uh, you can purchase through my website, Psychedelic U, a psychedelic navigation skill set. We can practice developing presence with it all. We can practice emotional and mental observation of all the different psychological landscapes that we're in. We can practice being aware of the limitations and needs of the body and caring for it in real time. We can practice becoming aware of and catering to the requirements of daily human living. Yeah, we got the child, we got the mold, we got the the work. Hopefully you don't have the boss because you're a boss for yourself. We got stuff to do. We got to manage the house, got to cook dinner, got to take care of the body, take it out for a walk. Okay, we got a lot to do here. We got some discipline to practice. We got to be in touch with our family and community. We got to be there for each other. Can we practice observing the spiritual ideologies and notice any spiritual supremacies? We got to practice the prayers and the wishes. We want to hold space for the ineffable and the unspeakable and allow it, allow it. This is such a big word right now. To what degree do we allow the ineffable and unspeakable? You know, when I think about that, this is in the realms of taking action. And right now at this very moment, I want to state that right now I'm speaking about observance. Okay, we are observing the ineffable. We are observing the unspeakable. And we need to literally make a choice as a humanity. You know, what do we allow in the sense? What type of violence are we willing to entertain on this planet for the good of all, for the greater good of all, for the greater good of all humans? and beings, and harmony? Can we observe holding the collective dream? What is the collective dream? What are we dreaming about? Are we dreaming about peace? Are we? You know, I feel like peace is another another big concept that is thrown around a lot. What does it mean to be in world peace? What does it mean, realistically, practically? And is it achievable in this lifetime? Or can we practice taking small steps for it? And I'll talk about that in just a second. Can we hold the fact that we have the individual subjective perception? Again, and it's only part of the collective dream. Can we also notice the inner child, our inner child? Okay, again, this is it's all happening. And our inner child is still here. Our inner child demands playtime. Our inner child demands rest, demands rejuvenation, demands just nonsense, silly productive, less time. Can we decide to accept even the occasional dissociative fuck it stance? Okay, fuck it as in, okay, I see that this is all happening right now. 
And I just need 20 minutes of fuck it and just 20 minutes, two hours, two days, two weeks, whatever you need. Sometimes it is just a lot to take in. And we need to maybe dissociate a little bit. This is part of our coping, unless you're an enlightened master Buddha. I don't know about you. I'm certainly not. I definitely have those occasional dissociative fuck it stances, fuck it days. I had one yesterday, in fact. We can navigate all the realities of the human condition. And somehow, somehow, if we are so privileged, we will live through it. We live through it. We live through these events. What's most important is to recognize that change is not black and white. It's not either or. It's not one side versus another. There is no one way of experiencing life. All dimensions of existence, whether we can agree with them or not, validate them or not, they're real. Dr. Stan Groff says ontologically real, meaning if one person is experiencing something, their reality is ontologically real. It is real and valid. And justice and rectification for all that has happened across thousands of years Okay, I just want to name it. In this lifetime, it's unlikely. We're not going to rectify and serve justice for thousands of years of history, as much as you know, a lot of people are hoping for that, are fighting for that, are bleeding for that. Realistically speaking, again, what is possible in one lifetime, one generation? What is possible? Can we find justice and rectify? and heal thousands of years of violence. Again, history, stories, whatever you want to call it. In my opinion, it's unlikely. So conflict will happen. Conflict will happen. And again, an all-encompassing world peace, whatever that means. What does that mean? What does that look like for the entire world to be in peace? And my point of view, it may never happen in our lifetime. And yet... And yet, peace within us, in our individual lives, and within our communities, is within everybody's reach. I'm going to say it again. World peace is one thing. That's a huge-ass vision. Huge. Maybe, maybe, if we all consciously work towards it, for a few generations, when everyone's on board, maybe it will happen in a couple of hundreds of years, systemically speaking, okay? Just like having that systemic point of view. It's going to take a long time to really like eradicate hate from the planet, don't you think? But peace within us, in our individual subjective lives, and in our communities is within our reach right now today. A new reality and a new paradigm is being birthed right now through our daily actions, okay? Through our small practices of awareness, through small practices of forgiveness, through a choice to lean into our riches, our own life's riches. Within our current conditions, we have that choice and we have the choice to cultivate peace and creation right now, right now anywhere in the no matter where you're living in the world you know if you read my blog about this particular podcast if you're listening to this right now you 
absolutely have this privilege of making the choice to live in peace. What does that look like? Well, first, that means dismantling all the oppressive systems within us, right? To notice all the ways that we have been conditioned to live outside of peace, to live in rage, to live in violence, to live in that need for justice, for righteousness, righteousness and toxic righteousness. It's There's a very thin line between doing what is right, falling into the shadows of hell or high water, I'm going to do what is right. And then literally you're achieving the opposite effect. You're creating more violence in the name of peace. It absolutely does not make sense. I practice Buddhism to a degree. I'm not an expert by any means, very far from being a Buddha. And a couple of years ago, I made just an internal vow to myself. You know, once I noticed that I've been conditioned for war, within myself, with others. And when I noticed that, I made a conscious choice to really do everything I can to be in peace and to dismantle these systems within myself, these rageful and violent systems within myself, so I can be peace and harmony, live in peace and harmony, and therefore can contribute to my community to living in peace and harmony and inspire that around me. And in my desperate moments, Still, you know, all this is being tested during these huge conflicts, these huge global conflicts. All of the, all of our work is being tested at these times. But in my desperate moments, finding myself at what can seem like a complete loss, facing this inconceivable pain of what people are going through right now in the Middle East, I remember that I have a privilege and my privilege is to be aware and to be on it. And this has been my most reliable ninja tool to navigate through these times, through psychedelic experiences, literally as new eras are being architected. And I'm realizing just the preciousness of life, how it could literally be that one moment you have it all. And then one moment you may not living in our in relative safety with our children sleeping in bed is now a gift that no longer can be taken for granted. That cannot be taken for granted. And literally every moment right now to me feels like a universe of opportunity. It's like time is like really slowed down. Whoa, like every moment there's so much that can be done. And how am I taking advantage of this? I've become literally more motivated than I ever have before and motivated not just in the sense of being grateful for these gifts because I you know I I have the gratitude but now I feel like I'm like really really more motivated to take full advantage of the of these times of every moment because I'm realizing exactly how I am one of the most privileged people in the world right now one of the most privileged people in the world with a level of freedom and uh, personal agency that I have in my life, with the resources that I have in my life, with my health, even if my health has been being tested recently, I still see how I'm so privileged, you know, with all of my personal trauma and struggle and stories, I have been given the precious opportunity for a peaceful life. And I've taken it with both of my hands and I'm really inviting you to, once you have that awareness, 
to just do the same. Practice leaning into every moment. Make the most out of your time. I feel like if there's anything that we can do again to rectify once we understand like why we're all why are all these lives being taken so brutally thousands of lives are being just chopped slaughtered massacred what are we learning from this is this happening in vain or can we really maybe like for me this is my way again this motivation this motivation to make the most out of my time to experience and to create this has literally become my way to grieve and honor Every life that has been affected by this conflict. For me, this has been the gift. These people sacrificing unwillingly, you know, in in the most horrendous ways, their, their lives have been taken away from them. They were literally sacrificed. I'm learning something. For me, I'm learning something. And this is helping me cope. And this is how I make peace. This is how I make peace. Reality awareness, resistance, ego dissolution, war, surrender, acceptance, forgiveness, healing, transformation, integration, evolution. They are all happening right now. So which of these realities are you wanting to make bigger? Which of these realities do you want to be present in and to give all of your attention to? And you know, when we give all of our attention and all of our energy to one particular reality, thought, concept, this is what becomes real. This is what is materialized in our lives and on the planet. So which of these realities are you lending yourself to and and therefore making bigger and real for everyone else and maybe you can just decide to view all these realities as happening as real and decide again make a conscious decision what do you want to make bigger what do you really want to bring to life and integrate in our global experience right now So this is our podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation. Be well, everyone. Cheers to you, Psych Friend, for completing this episode of the Psych Tool Podcast. Find today's show's notes and all relevant links, as well as a free gift for you on psychsoul.com slash podcast. And don't forget to join our exclusive Psych Tool Tribe WhatsApp group through the link in our show notes. Go ahead and leave us a great review because it helps makes the podcast visible to a lot more people. You can help us grow our tribe and create some epic magic in someone's life by downloading and sharing the episode with someone you care about. And remember, it's not the psychedelics, it's your integration.